This is Dalio's Principles, a philosophical examination. The unofficial podcast companion for Ray Dalio's book, Principles. This podcast will deeply explore the book and principles. The podcast is hosted by Micah Bays and John Sextro. Micah has a PhD in philosophy and has taught numerous college philosophy courses, including The Meaning of Life, Ethics, and Reason and Argument. John shares his perspective from years of experience trying to live out Ray's principles in his life and work. And now, our first episode, The Introduction. We wanted to start off, since this is our introductory episode, we're going to cover the introduction chapter of Ray Dalio's book called Principles, published by Simon & Schuster, copyright 2017. And Mike and I just want to introduce ourselves to you, our listeners, a little bit, give you our background and let you know what we're about. And then we'll talk through how the podcast is going to work. And I'll start, Micah. I'm John Sextro. Uh, I've been a podcaster for a number of years, and I've also been a, a follower of Ray Dalio, follower from the perspective of like on social media and Twitter and those sorts of things. And when Ray first published his set of principles to the public via the bridgewater.com website, I very early on in those days downloaded all of those principles and read through them and started like using those principles in my daily life. And then, Michael, when when Ray actually wrote the book and published the official book, which we have our little copies of here, I went out and bought that, of course, and then started to read through it. And there was additional information in there and additional explanations. And since since those days of the principles being published on the website and Ray publishing the book, I've essentially been trying to live what they call that principled lifestyle or be principled as we'll, we'll sort of get into. Well, that's a little bit about me. And now I would like to throw it over to Micah Bays. Micah is going to be my co-host on this ride on this podcast that we're offering. So Micah, why don't you tell everybody a bit about yourself and your experience? Thanks, John. Uh, and as you said, I am Micah Bays. Um, so just a little bit of my background. Uh, I earned a PhD in philosophy from the University of Kansas back in 2012. And uh, kind of the main interests of mine when I was um, pursuing my PhD uh, was ethics, or you might say morality, uh, and then theory of knowledge, which is the question of, you know, what is it to know something? Um, Also, it can be what types of things are we, what types of beliefs are justified, and when is a belief justified? Um, Then also the topic of philosophy of religion. My dissertation, which is, you know, the big paper you have to write to get your fancy degree, uh, was in the area of what's called practical reason. Uh, so you could divide up reason, you might say, into theoretical reason, which is just concerned with what is true. And then practical reason is concerned with what should I do? And so there's a question, you know, in philosophy and, you know, in our everyday lives as well, what does reason tell me about how I should live? What types of things should I do? Shouldn't I do? Um, and of course, you know, in philosophy, there's a question, well, does reason tell us anything at all? Um, but that was the subject matter of my dissertation was practical reason. And uh, so there's actually quite a bit of uh, affinity or uh, connection between my dissertation topic and Ray's principles. Uh, Ray's principles are all about how do you become successful? How do you get what you want out of life? And uh, you know, Ray thinks that there's these 
truths, these principles uh, that can help us get what we want out of life. Um, and so that's a very practical question, practical topic that he's concerned with. Um, and, you know, just I would say, you know, the way I see kind of my role in this podcast uh, is to really, you know, help listeners better evaluate raised claims, his arguments, and so on. Um, and so one, you're just kind of helping clarify what he might mean by various things that he says. Um, also, I see it as, you know, my role is situating the reader within the kind of broader context of philosophy. So one thing I want to help the reader do is to see what the various positions are uh, relative to a position that Ray takes. Uh, so if Ray says, you know, X is true, then, well, what are the other alternative options? Because uh, one thing I found is if I just consider one opinion, it very well may be true, but that's just because I'm not at that time able to see other possibilities. And if I see other possibilities, I might be able to better evaluate that claim that's being made. So what I'd like to do is help the reader see what alternative options are to you know some of Ray's positions. Uh, and then also uh, think about you know the arguments that Ray gives for his positions and things that he's claiming, and so we can evaluate you know is that a good argument or a bad argument. So really here, I just want to kind of help the reader, uh, help the listener uh, as they think about Ray's principles, and just to help them be more informed, uh, better informed evaluator of Ray's principles. That's a little bit about us and why we're here and why we're sort of passionate about this and why we want to take our, take our personal time and talk on a podcast about Ray Dalio's book, Principles. We wanted to provide a quick disclaimer and restate that this is an unofficial podcast. All of our thoughts, comments, and opinions on this podcast are our own. The way the podcast will work is we'll treat it sort of like a book club. We're going to go chapter by chapter and do a philosophical examination of the book, draw upon Micah's experience in the area of philosophy and my experience in how I've been trying to live out these principles for the past few years. So let's go ahead and jump into the introduction chapter, Micah, and talk about who is Ray Dalio and what he's, why is he writing this book and why should anyone really want to read his book, which I think is probably the, the point of the introduction chapter. Would you agree with that? Yeah, definitely. Looking at who, who is Ray Dalio. Ray, of course, is the author of this book, Principles, and he is the owner of a hedge fund company called Bridgewater Associates. And for the past, I don't know how many years, I forget the number, Maybe it's 30 years he's sort of been running this, running this company and coming up with these principles. And in the introduction chapter, he very much walks us through sort of his, his formative years growing up, uh, living with his mother and father and how that experience worked and the things that interested Ray as a child and his interest in education or lack thereof, interest in, in formal education and how he grew and then started his company, had trouble with his company, but ultimately figured out that there were these things that were called principles that were, were helping him live his life. And so that's, you know, sort of the, the 10,000 foot view of, of Ray and, and who he is. And from there, he really starts to get into, well, what are principles? 
Micah, do you want to take a crack at explaining to everyone what principles are? Sure. Um, so I think for me, maybe the helpful thing to start with is, you know, why did Ray write this book? You know, what, what was the, what's the purpose of it? Um, and so what he says is that he wrote this book to help others be successful. And so this book, if you keep in mind that this book is designed to help you become successful, um, now there might be a question about, well, what is success? Uh, we won't get into that to, too much today, but um, just know in general, that's what he's aiming at is to help you be successful. And for Ray, um, to be successful, you need to have principles. Um, and so what does he mean by a principle? Well, for Ray, he says that a principle, principles are fundamental truths that serve as the foundations for behavior that get you what you want out of life. I think what's really, one of the things that's really important about how he, how he puts this out there, starting with that statement about it's to help you be successful. And we can, everybody's going to define what they mean by successful in different ways for some people. And I think he even talks a little bit about this for some people that might be making a bunch of money or it might be, it might just be that you're a very happy person and you're, and you're getting out of life what you want to get out of it. Um, what, what I found really intriguing by this concept, Micah, that there are, that there are principles that I can live by is that there's sort of a set of patterns that I think Ray has discovered as many people probably have over the years that there are like um, small repeatable patterns of how you can operate, live your life, make decisions, all of those things that when you look at them, maybe externally, you realize, Oh, Hey, I keep doing this same thing over and over again. When I decide that I'm going to make a decision about spending money in my life. And that's just one example of what, a, how a principle, what a principle could be and how it might work. Right. And I think another thing that uh, is helpful to know just from the outset is that, you know, Ray doesn't think that everyone's principles should be the same. He thinks there's going to be some variance in what are good principles to help you be successful. He thinks definitely there's going to be a lot of overlap, but at the same time, because we're different people, because we have different goals, you know, he's going to say that, you know, our principles can vary. Uh, so it's not going to be some kind of cookie cutter, you know, you might say principal program or something that he's going to say, here, everyone follow these principles and be just like me. Um, but he's going to say, you know, there are ways at figuring out what principles best help you given your situation, circumstances, and goals to help you achieve, you know, what goals you have in mind. One of the things that I've run into people saying, Micah, out in the public is that this feels a little bit like a religion. And I think one of the things that you just said is so very important to dispel that thought that this is a religion because a religion would very much say that this is the way to live your life. These are the principles that we believe in. And if you want to be part of the religion, then thou shalt follow these, these principles. And what Ray is really saying is he doesn't ever mention, I think religion as far as saying to, to us, Hey, this is not a religion, but he's just saying, I think these are good ideas. And like you said, it won't be cookie cutter where every principle works for every person in every situation, but he's just sharing that these are the things that have worked for him and Hey, they might work for you. If they don't discard them. 
put them aside and then create your own, right? Yeah. That was one of the things that actually really impressed me uh, with reading the book. Um, Because when I first heard about the book, uh, having a philosophical background and having read a lot of philosophers from the last couple thousand years, uh, when I heard that there was a businessman who had written his own book, you know, essentially on philosophy to some degree, I wondered if he was a rather arrogant person. <laughs> you know, I thought, you know, who is this guy? He's come along and thinks he's got something new to tell us that, you know, philosophers from the previous 2000 centuries haven't had to say. Um, and so one of the things that has actually impressed me with, you know, I guess the attitude in which he writes is that he's not offering these as um, set in stone truths that, you know, it's either his way or the highway or, you know, he can't be wrong about, but, or that you couldn't challenge them, right? Right. Um, he wants, he does want input. He wants feedback from us. Uh, if we recognize or have reason for thinking that one of his principles is false or flawed in some way, um, you know, he, ad, he, uh, he admits readily that he could be wrong about some of these. And so he wants to get at the truth. Uh, so his humility, I was actually really impressed by. Um, you mentioned, you just mentioned truth, which is, a very important concept in the book and also like how important is truth to just the body of the work of philosophy, right? Almost everything in philosophy tries to get back to what is truth. Is that right? Yeah. Um, right. I mean, there's, there's philosophical questions about what do we mean by truth? Um, but you know, and then of course into larger questions, right? What's true about, you know, morality about how we should live, uh, what's true about the nature of the world. Uh, it's a lot of broader questions, but, you know, largely there's this presumption, right, that there is truth out there to discover. Um, different philosophers will disagree, of course, but. Oh, of course. <laughs> in, the, in the book, Ray, Ray talks about the concept of radical truth. So how is radical truth different than just everyday sort of generic truth. Why is radical truth important to Ray? Why is it important from a a philosophical reason or from living a principled life reason? Yeah. So I think one, maybe it would help, you know, listeners if they haven't read yet um, or just read briefly, uh, you know, or can't remember, but radical truth, what exactly does Ray mean by radical truth? So um, at least as I understand it and I could be wrong, um, Ray is going to say that radical truth is an embracing of reality uh, and a willingness and desire to determine what is true. Um, So this idea of embracing reality in the sense that, look, you don't want smoke and mirrors. You don't want to uh, deceive yourself willingly. Uh, You want to be willing to know what is true, irrespective of what you might say your desires are or um, the way things irrespective of the way you want things to be, you want to know what actually is the case. Right. Um, and that would, that is, that's going to be different for different people to a certain extent. At least I, that's my feeling of it is that what is true for me, uh, based on my experiences and, and who I am, um, could be different than what is true for you or for anyone else in the world with, with, I guess some universal like truths being, being acceptable. But uh, the, the main point there was that 
to be maybe honest with yourself or, or truthful with yourself. And like you said, not to, not to delude ourselves uh, or mislead ourselves intentionally just to make us feel better. Isn't that a lot of it? Um, yeah, I think so. Yeah. I don't think he's a relativist in that, you know, whatever you think is true is true, right? He thinks there is a reality out there. Um, and we want to discover what that truth or those truths are. Um, but it's just in, you might say in the course of action, right? When you're aiming to do something, when you have a goal of achieving something, what's true for how you should pursue that is going to be different than someone else, right? If, um, for example, you're a businessman and you want to succeed as a businessman, if you're a very detail oriented person and you want to be an effective manager, there are probably some different things you should do to be successful than someone who's really disorganized. Um, but you know, maybe, you know, maybe one person's really disorganized, but they're great with people. You know, what they should do to be successful is probably different than someone else who's very detail oriented, but doesn't have as good a social skills, doesn't know how to relate to people as well how those people are going to be successful is going to vary because they have different natures, you might say. Yeah, absolutely. And then <clears throat> a lot of it is really has to do with, again, just that, that a certain honesty with our, with ourselves to, to accept that what we're, what we're seeing is, is our reality and not to really delude ourselves into another reality. And one of the, one of the things that would really impressed me right off the bat with the book and almost to the point where I was like, is this really how this is going to start is where, where Ray starts off by saying, I don't really know very much. Like I know a lot about some, some very specific topics, of course, like stocks and bonds and trading knows a ton of stuff about that. But he really mentions like within the scope of all the things that he really needs to know or be right about to be successful, that he knows very little about all of those things. But what one thing that he he accepts sort of as a truth in life is that he doesn't know everything um, and that there's always room to, to learn something new uh, and that it's important to know what you don't know so you can get people to help you figure out what's right. Right. Yeah. Maybe one example of this is, you know, especially with like radical truth. Uh, so to Yesterday, I was supposed to have a meeting and in advance, and I was going to be leading the meeting in advance of that. I found out that there's going to be someone in the room observing me. Um, and that made me nervous, right? Uh, it was someone who also leads meetings and I knew that they would have feedback for me and it kind of made me not want to do the meeting, right? Cause I was worried they're going <laughs> to sure. find my faults. Right. Um, and if I had maybe backed out of the meeting, because, you know, I was worried that they might tell me something I didn't want to hear about, oh, you know, when you led the meeting, you know, you did this wrong or did that wrong, or you could have done better here. That would be an example of not embracing reality, right? I'd be shying away from the truth because, well, I don't want to have my flaws exposed. But with radical truth, it's, hey, I want to know what's really true about me. You know, what, what flaws do I have? Because if I know what flaws I have, I can at least try to address them. Whereas if I'm ignorant of them, then, you know, I can't. Um, and then, uh, so in addition to radical truth, uh, Ray Dalio talks quite a, quite a bit about radical transparency. Um, and I think the way to understand this is 
radical transparency is being willing to be open and honest with others about how you view things in general, like what your views on various, let's say, work policies are or work principles. Um, you could also, it would also include, you know, being open and honest with them about how you perceive uh, their skills. Um, so the person who is going to observe me, he would need to be radically transparent with me and say, you know, Micah, you know, during that meeting, you know, you kind of uh, ignored some people and, you know, paid too much attention to others or something. And that would be him being transparent with me. And Racy's radical transparency is extremely valuable because it helps others find the truth out about themselves. We operate the podcast on the value for value model. We are entirely listener supported. If you enjoy the podcast and find value in the information and entertainment you receive, you can donate to the podcast on Patreon. Go to patreon.com slash Dalio's principles and click support this podcast. There are even more ways to support the show. You can dazzle all of your friends with information learned on the show and share the show with them on social media. Also, you can review us on iTunes. It'd be awesome if you blog about it or even talked about our podcast on your very own podcast. And you can always direct your friends to our subreddit at reddit.com forward slash r forward slash Dalio's principles. And now back to the show. You mentioned the fact that the reason for the radical transparency is to really help others. And over the course of the years that I've been following this stuff and trying to live this way, from time to time, I'll get people that ask me about radical transparency and say things like, well, that's just an excuse for someone to be very critical of me or to be mean-spirited toward me, towards me or to put me down. And what I, what, I always, what I have learned about this and what I've tried to explain to people is that radical transparency is really probably one of the most caring things you can do for another individual because the, the courage and the fortitude that it takes to really be radically transparent with someone is very, very high. Like the easiest thing for me to do as a person, if I saw Micah, that you were, I wanted you, there was, there were things that you could be doing better in your life. The easiest thing for me to do is nothing to do. Nothing say nothing. Uh, the heart, you know, slightly harder than that would be for me to say, Hey, you stink at running this meeting. <laughs> I mean, that's, 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 or, or at this podcast, <laughs> right, right. To give you that sort of feedback, quote unquote, cause I don't think that's really feedback. That's just mean spiritedness. But if I were to really take the time and sort of put myself out there in a way where we could both be sort of maybe affected emotionally, because I say, I want to, I want to share something with you. I think that there are ways that you could have done the meeting better. You could have organized the meeting better, conducted the meeting better in a way that isn't intended to tear you down, but is transparent because it puts that information in front of you that you wouldn't have previously had. That gives you an opportunity for growth. Yeah. And I think one thing too, and I'm not sure if, you know, Dalio would agree with me on this or not, but if the, purpose of radical truth and radical transparency is success, right? Helping myself be successful, helping others be successful. 
then it seems like we probably want to take into context where they're at with how much we want to be radically transparent with them or how much we should be radically transparent. Because if someone's not ready for that and they would just take it as criticism or it, it would cripple them, you know, uh, it's not going to help them be successful. So it may be that we have to have, if you will, degrees of radical transparency or you might say degrees of transparency and maybe we don't start off radically transparent with people, but we have to understand where they are at. And um, you're right too. We also have to check ourselves as far as what's the manner in which I'm being transparent, right? Yeah. It doesn't mean you have to be rude or. Definitely, definitely not. (laughs) Definitely not, not caustic. And so there's a lot more that we'll talk about radical transparency throughout the book. Micah, the last uh, parting bit from the introduction, there's a single page. And at the very top of that single page, it says, think for yourself. And then there are three, there are three items underneath that. Number one, what do you want? Number two, what is true? And number three, what, what are you going to do about it? And I think that maybe that's, that's sort of the portal that you're passing through in the book where, where he's really saying, okay, now it's time to think for yourself and consider these things as you read the rest of the book. How does this impact you as you see Think for Yourself? Yeah. Um, so one, I think maybe for me, it was helpful. I kind of broke this down into just like a small example, uh, right? Uh, take, let's say you want to run a marathon, which I don't because that sounds painful. But um, let's say what I wanted was to run a marathon. Well, there's a couple other things, right? If I'm going to actually run a marathon, that I need to do. So, so one, I've already decided what I'm going to do or what I want. Um, but then the second is, well, what is true? And in that sense, it's what is true about how to run a marathon? Yeah. Are like, you even capable of <laughs> right. running a marathon? <laughs> right. I should probably go talk to the doctor first, right? See if my body could handle that kind of abuse. Sure. Um, and then there's also the training aspect about what, what kind of training should I go through? Let's say my doctor says I'm okay, right? I'd survive it. Um, what do I need to do to run a marathon, right? What kind of training, how many miles a day, when should I take breaks and so on? But even then, right, once I have that knowledge, there's this further question about well, what am I going to do about it, right? So I might know all the training that I need to do, but if I decide to sit on my couch, I'm never going to run a marathon, right? There are going to be some other things I need to do to make that happen. And um, so that's that, what are you going to do about it part? And so then, you know, with that small scenario or example, right, we can extrapolate that just into your overall life, right? Think about your life between now and the time you die, whenever that's going to be. So, you know, once you figure out the marathon thing, uh, we can start to think about that in broader terms and grander schemes, I guess, just in the context of your own life, you can think about what is it that I want out of life? Um, and then once you figure that out, which is no small task, uh, that's a huge task. Really? (laughs) It's a very huge task. What what do I want out of life is like probably the biggest thing you could think about. Yeah. Uh, I think so. (laughs) And, uh, at least, you know, as far as from your own perspective, you know, uh, and once you figure that out or think you figure that out, then the question is, well, what is true if you're going to get what you want out of life? What are the things you need to do uh, to make that happen? And then the third question is, well, what are you actually going to do about it? Right. Cause you might know how to achieve it, but 
you've got to have some practical application there. Um, yeah. So you went, you went like big bomb, right? You know, what is true? What are you going to do about your life? We're in if, so if you're thinking at that level, wow. I mean, that's, you're, you're, you're thinking really big picture, but then what are you going to do about it? Now you can take the same, those same three questions, I think, and, and use them for large decisions, small, medium sized considerations, super small considerations, right? Where it's like, um, you know, what do I want? I want to go to, I want to go to the, the supermarket tonight, but it's going to snow. Well, what's true, you know, so what's true about it is that it's going to snow. And then what am I going to do about it is me maybe having to accept the truth or come to grips with the truth and really decide, do I really need to go to the supermarket tonight? How would I do that? Make the plans to do all those things. So it can be as big as what do you want to get out of life or as small as making a decision about going to the supermarket. Right. And, you know, if you're wanting to go to the supermarket to get milk, bread, and eggs, right, which every St. Louisan does when there's snow coming, one thing that's true is you better get there early or else everyone's going to buy it. Well, it bought it before you got there. So, a um, lot of things to consider. And I think that, I think he, I feel like Dalio frames it like this because you're entering into the, like the remainder of the book where this is constantly sort of the rhythm of, of what you're doing as you, as you go through the book is trying to ultimately determine for ourselves, asking ourselves these questions, what are we going to do? What's true? And what are you going to do about it over and over again? And that, that's sort of the fundamental basis of this and that everything else is sort of built on top of that framework. So that is the introduction chapter that we've covered in this episode of the podcast. If you're reading along with us in the next episode, we will cover chapter one. So, Micah, thank you so much for being here. Thank you, John. Appreciate it. Thanks for listening. Let's keep the conversation going on our subreddit, Dalio's Principles, at reddit.com. The subreddit is Dalio's Principles, all one word. Join us to interact with a community of like-minded individuals. 